Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Skyping's Welcome to another edition of Small Doses. Um, first off, before we get into this, shout out to everybody who's been watching us on YouTube. We've now been posting our Small Doses videos on YouTube, and it's actually been just really dope to, to see you guys seeing this other element of the podcast come to life. So glad that we've been able to do that. So really glad that we've been able to do that and that you guys are enjoying it. Um, also want to remind everybody that you can get Small Doses, the book on Audible. So if you're home and you're in the house and you're trying to figure out stuff to do, now you got something to do. Listen to Small Doses on Audible. Um, this week's episode, Side Effects of Value. Amanda, why are you doing side effects of values? I wanted to do side effects of values because I think especially when we're looking at what's going on in the nation, it's interesting to just note the way that this COVID-19 is affecting so many different people, so many different ways, but it's our values that end up determining how we deal with it and how we respond to it. And when you see the different ways that people are responding to this, it gives you an indication of how different our values are and our value systems are. For instance, when you see people who are just simply not wearing a face mask at this point in this pandemic, you have to wonder like, well, what are their values? Because if you don't have a face mask or you can cover yourself with a bandana, there's so many things you can do to show I'm doing my part to try to flatten this curve. I'm doing my part to try to not get people sick. So if you are choosing not to do that, it makes me wonder, like, what is your value system? Clearly, you don't value community. You don't value accountability. You don't value the things that essentially are what allow us as a society to thrive and elevate. And so I think a lot of people are, are really coming to see that. Even in how we look at the president, you know, the fact that people were willing to vote into office, someone who was abundantly and overtly misogynist, abundantly and overtly racist, abundantly and overtly narcissistic, just lets you know that they have a different value system than those of us who are like, oh, no, nah, hell no. So values end up being such an integral part of how we consider who we are as a person, who we want to be around. And also I feel it ends up being a very big part of how we manage our expectations of others. And there's a lot that you can kind of free yourself from when you basically just decide to understand that Different people are going to have different values and therefore they're going to react to things and do things differently. And especially in a personal, like, you know, relationship, whether it's romantic or friendship, it helps you understand basically like why they relate to certain things differently than you do. So 
let's get into side effects of values. Let's do it. Jam dropping. Jam dropping. Jam dropping. We're jumping on these hoes. So when we look at values and we look at the difference between our value systems and the way in which we move in the world, I was trying to think of what our gem dropping could be. You know, the difference between values and idiosyncrasies or the difference between values and character traits. You know, your character traits are the things that basically are unique to you. um, And they're like the building blocks of you. Like it's, are you an introvert? It's, are you um, impatient? It's, are you uh, benevolent? And they can be driven by your values and shaped by your values, but your character traits, um, for what it's worth, are simply not, they're not the things though that determine how you place worth on yourself and the world. And that's what your values are. Your values are literally that, the things that have value to you, that have meaning to you, that are, in my opinion, they're basically like your currency of an individual. And it's not about having more values or less values. It's about having values that I believe are rooted in something authentic and that you can stand on and that drive how you interact with the universe, excuse me, and the world. And when people don't have anything like that, it really, to me, means they're not not really grounded. There's no foundation. And that foundation that you build yourself up on is how you manage to dust yourself off and try again when things weigh you down, when things knock you over. They're the thing that determine how you stand in the world. They're the thing that root you. That's your foundation that you're rooted in when you find yourself in new situations and there's peer pressure or there's the idea that you need to assimilate or, you know, for all of our black folks, that, that, that nagging thing that tells you that you need to be, you know, apologetic for your blackness to make people around you that may not have a lot of experience with black folks, you know, um, to make them more comfortable. You know, your values are, are the soil that you're planted in. And they, they basically, in my opinion, determine the richness of your soil. Your, your character traits are, in my opinion, if we're, if we're going to run this metaphor into the ground, ooh, that's, that's meta. meta. If we're going to run this metaphor into the ground, if, if your values are the soil, then your character traits are the branches of the tree that grows out of the soil, you know? And they're the, it's the elements of you that make up the whole organism that is born from this foundation. And I think it's it's a beautiful thing when you start to really explore yourself and these elements because everybody got different elements and character traits. And sometimes I feel like people be looking at other people's character traits and being like, yo, like your character traits need to change. And it's like, it, that, that ain't even really it. It's not even really if their character traits need to change. Like sometimes someone may be impatient, but it's like, is that impatience rooted in a shitty value? Or is it rooted in something like maybe they're just a type A personality, right? These are the things that I think a lot of us, we never get a chance to think about because we're moving through the world and we're just trying to do what we got to do, do what we got to do. And to consider like somebody else's thing is just so much. But especially if it's somebody that's in your close proximity and close quarters, it behooves you 
to consider that because that is what a lot of times ends up determining whether you think that you can move forward with this person, um, whether it's on a business, friendship, or romantic level. It's what determines whether you feel like a, like, and when I say move forward, it might mean like moving forward in business or moving forward in a relationship, or it could mean whether you're moving forward in terms of like correcting conflict, right? Like you may be like, yo, like if they did that, I, I don't really know what their values are. And that's real. So it's important to consider. It's important to look at the difference between character traits and values and knowing that character traits may not always be the result of a shitty value. You know, it might not always be the result of sh- of trash ass soil. You know, like <laughs> just like bad fertilizer. Like, damn, yeah, your fertilizer is stanky, but like the wrong kind of stanky. No, nah, it doesn't always have to be that. But your values, your values are at the core of you. And when your values is not on point, not up to par, not up to snuff, how can you really truly grow to your greatest possibility? All right, let's get into some DMTs. First question. How do you maintain a healthy, intimate relationship with someone that does not share the same values as you do? I think it depends on which values you all differ on. I think that's the biggest thing. And and it, and everyone has a different, you know, value system of values. You know, like for me, like being religious is not an important um like your religious base and your, you know, how you value religion in your life, that's not like a big thing for me. Um, but for some people, that is incredibly important. You know, the value of religious connection is incredibly important for some people. And I completely understand that, you know, for some people. Um, and, and let's talk about things that we consider values, right? So I would consider like your value, some values are um your ethics in terms of you know how you determine what is right and good in the world and that's a value i consider um your what are some values let's look up values all right here's a core list of personal values okay yes all right authenticity um autonomy balance, boldness, compassion, creativity, um, determination, honesty, humor, learning, popularity, responsibility, reputation, respect, spirituality, trustworthiness, status, Wisdom, wealth. So when you think of those, those are, that's a list of some values that were put together by um, James Clear. And I, it's funny because as I was listening to them, there were things that I was throwing in there that I think are like shitty values, like popularity. I don't consider that to be a value. Um, wealth, I don't consider that to be a value. I guess depending on the situation, but for a person, an individual, like centering wealth as something that is of value to them and worthy of achievement, I think 
there's a certain, you know, level of, of course, wanting to have stability and finding value in that. But I don't know if wealth is something I consider to be of great value. And so to your point, to your answer your question, you know, can you, how can you have a healthy relationship with someone who has different values than you? It only works if the things that they value line up with the things that you value. And it may not necessarily have to be that they are the same, but lining up, meaning that they complement each other. So if you don't value money at all, and maybe that makes you somebody who's not good with money, then maybe someone who does value money ends up lining up with you because they are able to manage the money better. So it's not a lost cause, in my opinion. It's just thing. It's just about like, does it line up? If you're somebody that doesn't value fame, doesn't value popularity, but you're with somebody that does, nine times out of 10, that ain't going to work. Because if they value popularity and they value fame, it's going to drive them to do things in a way that is probably counteractive to the things that you value. And nine times out of 10, I feel like when people value fame and popularity, there's a whole bunch of other shit. There's a whole bunch of other fuck values that they have that you're like, I'm good. I'm good. So there's that. Next question. Can personal values change without losing character credibility? I don't see why not. I mean, listen, if one of your personal values is authenticity, then absolutely that's going to change because in order to remain your authentic self, you have to know that as you take in information, as you take in knowledge, as you take in wisdom, you're going to change. Your values might shift. You know, there's, there's people who... If we want to use the popularity thing that we just used from the last question, if someone says like, yo, I'm all about me, like think about high school, value, popularity was a big thing for a lot of people in high school, but then they got to college and it was like, this doesn't have any value to me anymore. This isn't, this isn't enriching me. This isn't, this isn't enriching my soil. And so they let it go. It doesn't mean that they're now fake. It doesn't mean that they're corny. It doesn't mean they're no longer authentic, authentic, but it, it, it actually does show growth. It shows awareness. It shows consciousness. So I think that absolutely, like, your values can change. You're in the world. If you're a, if you're a person in the world, like, your soil can get enriched in ways that you just didn't see, and it will shift the way you grow. If you come up in a, fam- in a family that values a certain set of things, and you get out, or you, you know, you just get older and you move out, you might enter the world and realize, you know what? I value a whole different set of shits. And that's real. And it doesn't mean that your character has changed. It doesn't mean that you're now a switch sider. <laughs> your whole crew, switch siders. I come through, they be like, hey, Cam, dick riders. It's not that. It just means that you learn something new. Like, I can't stay when people act like, like you can't get new information and change your mind. That bothers me so much because that's exactly why you should change your mind. If you get new information that counteracts and contradicts the shit that you were standing on before, you better change your mind or else what you really value is ego and not actually truth. Next question. What are some or one of the more effective ways you found to relate your values to people around you without running in explanation circles? a good one. You know, it's funny because I think as I've gotten older, 
I don't know if I've gotten just better at explaining my values or if I've simply just gotten better at not feeling like I need to explain why I feel this way about this. And I think I've also gotten choosier. Like you get choosier about who's worth explaining things to. Like I know a lot of niggas love to say things like, I don't owe you shit or I don't owe nobody nothing, et cetera, et cetera. And you're like, oh, so you want to be by yourself. All by yourself in quarantine. All by yourself in the house. In the house. Okay, sorry. My little Celine. Um, yeah, because sometimes it's not even that you're necessarily explaining because you want to prove to somebody or because you're like being controlled. You're explaining because you want that person to understand where you're coming from because you care about them understanding you. Because you care about them learning you. And I think one of the ways that you're able to actually determine whether that's worth it is if they've even expressed any interest in actually learning or understanding you. See, some people ain't really trying to learn or understand you. They're not. They're just passing judgment or passing through. So you have to determine whether or not someone has even presented that energy to you and you're meeting with the same energy. Or if you're simply just trying to explain yourself because, you know, you really just want people to get it. Like, I will tell you 1000%, like, I definitely overexplain. You know that because you see me on Instagram with the trolls. I overexplain. And a lot of it is because I'm a cancer and I really fight so hard. And I go so hard as my authentic self that I just can't stand when people try to debunk that or try to devalue that value. I'm like, no, 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 you're not coming. You're not coming to just uproot my soil. Get out of here. And I think that it's like one of those things where you, you, you know, Natasha Rothwell on Insecure calls it an economy of words. And I've spoken about it before. You know, you just, you just wonder, like, you just make a choice about how many, how much words am I giving to this? You know, how much words am I giving to this, to this explanation, to this situation, et cetera. Because sometimes there's times where it's like, if I got to explain this, then that's more of a reflection of your lack of values than my uniqueness of values. You know, you ever get those arguments and it's like, but I don't see what I did wrong. And then it's like, well, if I have to tell you, then it doesn't matter. What that is, is that's like a value clash. That's someone basically saying like, if you can't determine what you did wrong, that means that we don't share the same values because your value system should be able to alert you in how this shit right here was a box you shouldn't have checked. That's what that argument is. It's two people's value systems. And maybe one of them is just blind for the moment and they got to just get back to the value, you know, but that's what that is. So I feel like that's the ways in which I worked on it. I mean, it's still a work in progress. I get people all the day that are just like, why do you respond to the trolls? Because sometimes it just be making me feel better to let them know, no, 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 you don't know. And sometimes it's really just because I'm doing it to show other people how you can respond and not necessarily be walked over. But also sometimes it's also because I also want anyone who's watching to see and to understand, like, don't for a second think there's any truth to whatever this person is saying to debunk the, my values and the things that I value 
And we'll talk about the things that I value in that one time. But in the meantime, in between time, we got another question. How do you negotiate your relationships with family or close friends who you realize have very different values than you? I have a brother who voted for Trump and I would argue that he has because he doesn't value being informed or learning about oppression and how it manifests and affects people of color. I don't even think he understands he's a person of color sometimes. Oh, damn, this is a brother? I love him. We'll always but I'd find myself avoiding him because I don't want to come to terms that someone so close to me can have such different values. Ah! That is, that's a doozy. And it's such a doozy because there's certain values that are like kind of just like your standards or your preference. But I feel like there's other values that are like just straight, no, like bottom lines. And I don't know how to give you advice on how to deal with a brother who doesn't value information or learning or his people and the wellness of them. The same way I don't know how to value people that look at human trafficking and say like, well, you know, that shit happens. I don't know how to value people that, I don't know how to, how to rock with people who value, who can, who can watch Tiger King. And, and, then, and then after watching this, Terrible, like manipulative, narcissistic, animal hating, animal killing, greedy, opportunistic man, misogynist man, and like tout him as like some celebrity worth like showing love to. I mean, a homeboy of mine had some sh- some socks with the dude from Tiger King on them, and I was like, "Why are you wearing those?" He's like, "Oh, it's just a joke," and I'm like, "But it's not." And we, in that moment, you realize, well, we have different values because. You, you can wear this person who is all of those things on your body and still feel like you are a good person and you're, you're representing your authentic self and you're, you know, moving in the world in a way that is helpful and uplifting. I can't, I don't feel that way. I can't wear somebody that represents that with such blatant, you know, they, they represent that in such a blatant, blatantly like sadistic way. And it's not, you know, and, and just be able to just be like, it's fine. Like, I think, like, there's a lot of people that came up against that when we saw, like, with the brands. Remember, like, Gucci and Prada and Moncler, like, all these different brands had these, like, racist moments. And there were some people that were just like, I cannot continue to wear these brands because I feel like they're racist and that goes against my values. And I know for me, I was conflicted because on one hand, I completely agree with them. And on the other hand, I feel like they always been racist. And there's so much of this world is racist that, to be honest, it's like there's certain things that you just can't avoid. So there, there are these like real fine lines and nuances, but in this man's case, bam, bro, like I get it. I, I get the avoidance. And to be honest, that is the answer. Boundaries. Boundaries. Because the truth is when people have different values than you, but they still have to be in your life, that's the only way to survive is boundaries. Because you can't let their non-value having ass come over and toxify your soil. It just hurts, though, when it's someone so close to you. Shit. But your brother better not be voting in a swing state and better not be voting for no Trump. Ugh. Ugh. No. And I would never tell you, like, okay, you need to, like, train him up. Because at a certain point, it's like, yo, people are... Some people... 
like the question before, like, can your values change without, you know, affecting the authenticity of your character? Like some people, like they don't even have the ability. They're just like, this is what it is. And they, they keep living in that. And I feel like that ends up being a big reason why so much of our world be on some bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. So this week's People I Like, I know might be a little controversial. So first off, let's just disclaimer. Bill Cosby is trash. His value system is absolute trash. And at one point in time, he was basically shitting on all black Americans, saying that all of our value systems was trash and that we needed to get it together. All the while, he was over here Spanish flying and, and roofing broads and all type of fuck shit. That being said... Oftentimes, specifically within, specifically within the black community, we look to characters in pop culture as these beacons and um, beacons of influence, right? And and of representation. We always talk about representation matters. So for us, I feel like our representation in pop culture is so important. W.E.B. Du Bois said this so long ago when he said, everything black people do is political. So I never really take it lightly, like when we are represented in pop culture, because I know the weight that it has just based on our uniqueness of our experience and of our history. So the family, the Huxtables on The Cosby Show, I grew up on them. And I was an only child to a single parent. So it's not like their home necessarily mirrored my home in terms of the nuclear family. It's not like we had, you know, the same relatability in that way. But what we did have was a very similar relatability in values. And I think that it really shaped me as a person to not only receive those values in my house, but to be viewing them on television, to see a black family that valued honesty, work ethic, family, humility, compassion, accountability. Accountability, remember when Vanessa decided she wanted to go have big fun and she snuck out and she went to go to Maryland to have to, to, to want a trip to go have the big fun and then she came home and her mother was like, um, I can't even believe you. Why did you go out there? And Vanessa started to speak and she was like, shut up. <laughs> Listen, accountability. You know, and so like all of those values, though, if you've been following me for any amount of time, any stretch of time, you know that like those are all things that are like at the core of Amanda responsibility. But I think also, you know, they also on a regular basis valued culture valued artistry and creativity and the importance of those things, not just within their household, but to the black community and to our legacy, right? Like the amount of times that we would see them at various jazz concerts or listening to jazz. And let's not forget the whole painting where Vanessa told, or was it Vanessa or Rudy, told people she was rich because she had the painting in the house. Um, you know, when we when we see just the excitement at them getting to meet Stevie Wonder, baby, baby, jamming on the one, j- j- jamming on the one, Robert, Robert, like, I think that is so incredibly important that we got to see even the way that they communicated with their children, the way that they communicated with their children showed us so much of an important way of, of just a difference in 
in relationship between adult and child. And I think that value and watching that in a black family represented on TV is so incredibly important, not just to the black community, but to everyone who's watching. Because you know they always be watching our shit. And so I think it's so important that when we are presenting black families on television, that we are presenting values that are of you know, something that we want to instill in our communities. And if we're not doing that, then we're doing an allegory. We're showing some level of morality that says like, we're able to show and indicate why this isn't necessarily helpful, why it isn't prudent, why it isn't appropriate, you know? So I think it was really a, a unique experience to be able to grow up and watch that. A lot of the programming right now, I feel like doesn't echo that in the same way. Some of this program presents black families in ways that I think can be very deleterious and very irresponsible. Very irresponsible and very detached, very detached from like, you know, certain cultural core values that I feel like have come out of the black community. And I know that when we talk about just pop culture as a whole and just the black community as a whole, it's not a monolith. No, it's not to say that we're a monolith or to say that we're homogenous by any means. But I do feel like when it comes to uh, black folks as a community coming together, overcoming, and rising up, I mean, I guess it's the same thing. The value system that we share is a key element. And the fact that we don't share that same value system right now, I feel like is a big, big part of the splintering of our community. Some other people call it code. Code. You know, a lot of people don't have code. And I value code. I value a code of unity. I value a code of, um, I, for instance, I, I, I changed in terms of my code of calling people in versus calling them out. I felt like I was, I was being off code by doing that because I feel like I, in, in valuing community, you also have to value not necessarily putting people on blast when they can be spoken to, you know, behind the scenes. And so I, you know, again, Bill Cosby is full trash, Full one, one million percent trash. There were other people involved in that show. It's not the same to me as like a music artist who is doing one song. You know, there's a number, a bevy of people that made that show what it was. And um, I know that watching that show and the value system that took place within that house only helped to cement the values that my mother was instilling in me to make me who I am. Jamming on the one. Jamming on the one. That, that one, one time. time. <laughs> that one time. So for this, that one time, I was trying to think like, okay, am I going to tell my values? But I feel like I've like basically like given you all my values over the course of this show, over the course of this episode. I've given you my values. Like, you know, all the man of values, right? right. Um, but I think I, I I know what I'm gonna talk about. So we talked about over the course of this show, this episode, we've talked about values as it relates to individuals. We've talked about values as it relates to families. But I think what we haven't talked about is about values as it relates to companies, the culture of a company, of a place where you're working. So many of us find ourselves working in places that have a fucked up value system. And we find ourselves so 
unhappy and frustrated on a regular basis because of this. And sometimes we don't understand that. We can't, we're just like, we hate these people or we're just like, why does it have to be like this? Why is it all? And if you, and what you have to understand is every company has a company culture. And in some cases it is actually laid out, but then in some cases their company culture has not been laid out. And that's the problem. Their culture has no, their company culture is that it has no culture. A company's culture is its value system. It's what determines not only how the company operates like in business, but how the company operates as a business, like with its company members, with its staff. And especially within the the, the wake of COVID-19, like you see, you see in a lot of companies and a lot of bosses and you see in like, what is their real value system? How are they dealing with their employees? How are they managing? Um, you know, if it's a, you know, if it's a rental company, how are they managing their tenants, et cetera? That shit is real. And you'll be like, yo, I'm working at a place that is the devil. Sometimes. I've definitely worked somewhere where the value system was just so shitty because I realized that they didn't value things that I felt were essential to the betterment or to the actual like efficiency and ability for me to be my best self at that place. You know, there was... There was more of a value of non-confrontation. Like that was a value. Like we're just not going to have confrontation. And so what it spawned was dishonesty and fear and, um, you know, like arbitration and just stuff that doesn't advance anybody forward because there was literally this value of passive aggression. Because I guess I take, let's take it even further. It went from non-confrontation to passive aggression. They valued that as a, as a tactic, as a way to keep people working. And then they, you know, they also value the work more than the people. Well, if you work anywhere that values the work more than the people, I mean, you're just going to be, you're just a cog in the engine. I mean, you could come or go or whatever. And if they're not looking at you as an individual, you have to get to a real clear understanding of where you are, what you're working and how you're going to be operating because Sometimes you may not have a choice. You may not have a choice. But that value, the way your company, the way the company values are set up, is something that I think you need to consider looking at before you work for a company. A lot of us never ask that question. What are your company values? What's the company culture here? Like when you go to Netflix, like they have a thing, I think, where like no one has titles because they don't value titles. Like they feel like everybody should be able to work and understand the hierarchy without that. I don't know if that's necessarily helpful, but I know like that's something unique to them. But I know in me, like trying, like not trying, building up my company, Smart Funny and Black, I had to get really real with myself and what I want my company's values to be. And I had to get even realer with myself and realize that I have to be upholding those values more than anybody else at the company. Facts. And I think a lot of people forget that, you know, they, they may come up with this like highfalutin vision of what it is, but then they're not able to really like stand on that. And that's why, like, if you have a company, you have to build your company's values based on the values that you build yourself up on. And at the end of the day, your company and your brand are representations of you anyway. So you never want to align yourself with something that becomes a representation of you and that you can't stand behind. You know, I look at people who who work for places that are, you know, involved in shady business. And a lot of people have made the decision that that's just what it is. 
You know, you look at people who hustle, you know, who, who sell drugs, et cetera, et cetera. And you wonder, okay, so how does your value system signify this? How does your value system allow you to do this and still consider yourself a good person? And a lot of people have conflicting views and contradictions within themselves on that because it might be a circumstance that has you operating and doing this. And that circumstance may not last forever. And so it's, it's like, does that lessen your value system by having to do something you wouldn't normally do in order to survive? These are the things that we ask ourselves, which is why we also we can't always judge. But I know that when it comes to a company and working for a company and, and creating your own company, values are very, very important. And we get we think it's just money. We think it's just salary or your health insurance package or your severance package. We look at all those things, but we forget to look at what is the value system of this place? Because that's how they're going to look at you. And that's going to determine how you're able to live up to your own values day to day, up in they building. <laughs> the last dose. The whole thing about values and living in this world is like, it can just feel scary sometimes to think that there are so many people that just have shitty ass goddamn values. You know, that if you look at their value list, you're like, and the other thing we have to ask ourselves is like, how do we determine our values? What is our value system? How do we determine our own values? And how do we determine what values of someone else are valuable to us? Like when we look at relationships, you know, like how are we determining whether someone's values are worthy of them being in a relationship with you? You know, someone had asked me like, Amanda, you know, what values do you look for in a significant other? I look for honesty. I look for transparency. I look for reliability. I look for support, like the like their ability to be a supportive base. I look for humor. I look for learning. I look for authenticity. I look for ethics. I look for work ethic. You know, and it's like, sometimes you're not going to get all of that in one person or you may get like a couple of those that are really strong and a couple of them that are like, nah. I think it's also critical to see if someone is actively working on their mess or are they just like, I'm fine with it. Because if they're fine with it and you not, don't think that once you get with them, they're going to all of a sudden care about stepping up that value. That's the biggest mistake so many of us make. You know, I had a friend who married somebody who really didn't say I love you like that. And she was like, but that means so much to me. Like, like the, the love languages, right? Love languages are like your, your love values, right? The things that you value in terms of how love is expressed. And she was just like, that means so much to me. And I'm like, you know, just because you marry him doesn't mean he's going to all of a sudden value that thing that you value in terms of the love language of words. And she was like, well, you know, and I'm just like, all right, we gonna see. They're divorced. But so I know that in this crazy time right now, it can seem sometimes like, especially if you're trapped in the house with somebody and you realize like, oh shit, we are not on the same values. Um, it can seem kind of hard to hold up your values maybe. And sometimes we got to give ourselves a little grace. We're in a new space and, you know, sometimes things can get a little sketchy, but you know who you are. 
You know what your core is. And I ask all of you to sit down after this episode and write down what are your values? What are the things that make up the soil that you grow from? Take a hard, long look at them and ask yourself, are these solid? Are they corny? Are they immature? But look at them and consider and consider what they actually mean and how you exist in the world. And then if you're really trying to play a game, do it with your significant other. What are their values? And I'm not sure if you should ask them. Actually, you know how you could do it? If you, well, we in the house board. So if you're with somebody else, it doesn't have to necessarily be your significant other. It can just be somebody else. Ask them what they, like, write down what you think the others, each other's values are. And then compare them. See which ones you got right, which ones you didn't get right, which ones you missed and whatnot. And you'll learn a lot about each other. Oh, yes. Yes, you will. Starbanks Avenue, a podcast network.